This is I this is I this is Heidi Klum. <laughs> Welcome to the Gearslam. It's your one-stop shop for all things Kitako to nonsense. I'm Heidi. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. I'm Cole. We still met hard, so you don't have to. Get to the Kappa! Someone, is someone peeing? Yes. Now it's getting water. European. <laughs> Heidi's accent has changed over time. <laughs> you don't say. Phil, that's so rude to say to her. <laughs> hey, it's Aaron, okay. go get something to drink it's okay, or whatever. Heidi. Cole and I will take care of this. <laughs> Cole and I. Cole and your colon eye. Yep. Mm-hmm. The eye of the colon. <laughs> um, speaking of Rocky, those mm-hmm. movies, man. Rocky Four. Have you guys seen that movie recently? I didn't hear Not what you said. Recently you enough. Up. Literally, like, the first half hour of that movie is just, it focuses on Rocky having a lot of money and using that money to buy a robot for Polly. And that robot is, like, a butler, and but it's also supposed to be, like, a friend, but it also has a female voice, and there's, like, a lot of weird sexual undertones. <laughs> It's so bizarre. All right. How bizarre. How bizarre. You guys, <laughs> you guys, <laughs> talk amongst yourselves. I'll give you a topic. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. You're making me crazy. Making me crazy. Phil, when there's another person singing Every with you, you don't I sing both parts. Around. Mm-hmm. Look around. <laughs> Every time I look around, <laughs> it's in my face. So, what were you? What were you saving so, for this episode? Oh, Phil, tell us about your amp. <clears throat> okay, my amp project. So, um, my super good friend uh, Daniel. Um, he's the one with all the tools. I have things like a hammer, and an old electric drill that I found, and that's kind of the extent of it. <laughs> But he's got like a massive uh, work bench area. Uh, wait, what? What? It, like a wood shop type thing. Tool place shop. There you go. That's probably the best way to call it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, because that's what it's called. Yeah. So he he's he's got a shop at his house with a bunch of real equipment, and um, so I kind of had the the idea of what how I wanted to configure everything. And then um, he helped me with his um, shop, helped me put everything together. So it's still 
mostly in pieces, but we've got the major elements all ready to go. Um, is it is it MDF? Uh, the there's a couple pieces in on the inside that are that are plywood, but the top and the bottom um, are um, red oak. Oh, and I know that sounds fancy, but it was. Yeah, when I, I went mean, oak to is like, Lowe's, oak is, is cheap as far as wood goes. You know, for solid wood. <laughs> right. When I went, <laughs> I went to uh, Lowe's and looked for. You know, they've got their cheap building materials, and then they've got their nicer building materials. Uh, yeah. So. It, I, I just needed something that I knew I knew was long enough to be able to cut in half and be the top and the bottom. So that's why I got red oak. I figure it'll stain well too, and I you know wanted it to be strong. Totally ish. So um, and then the mesh stuff I I I, I wanted something that I wanted a, something that looked kind of like. I wanted it to look older and, and like kind of funky. Um, so I came up with the idea of having like a tighter metal mesh that kind of wrapped around the whole center. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, uh, like the stuff in an Oreo, if you will. <laughs> so it's like a triple stuff uh, Oreo though, based on its height versus relative yeah, to the height true. of the cookie portions. That's true. It's like a, it's like a, it's a sex tuplet. Stuff. Have you guys ever watched somebody Oreo. like pantomime eating an Oreo? It's really no. creepy. Why don't you do it and then we'll um, listen to you. All right, ready? Yeah. So, Phil, keep talking about your amp. Man, Aaron, you blew me away. That was really good. You're welcome. Uh, so, all the measurements, I, I know this is a horrible way to build things but it was all based on like okay so the wood that they sell at Lowe's is this deep so <laughs> yeah. that's how deep the amp is going like, to be. I don't want to cut all four sides of this so right exactly it's exactly like, I, so, one dimension is set in stone already right um, and the height was determined by the um, size of the speaker and then um, which is an 8 inch speaker yeah nice um and when I plugged it in, just the speaker just sitting out on a table aiming up, mm-hmm. it sounded freaking rad. And it's only the amp is only five watts, but when I cranked it all the way up, it had like um, just a like just enough grit to it. You know, when I like yeah. banged on it hard, it was like it distorted. Oh, it sounded so cool. And it's not the five. It's like perfect for just screwing around in my living room. You know, it's not overpowering. Turned all the way up. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's for, like an AC so, four or whatever. Is it probably? I mean, is, I mean, have you talked about the amp extensively on the podcast before? No. Uh, I might have mentioned it at some. Tell us point. a little bit about the amp itself. Uh. So, well, one thing that I think is fun is I have no idea. There's nothing, 
<laughs> there's nothing that identifies it. Um, and I know I shared it when I first bought it. I shared it in a couple of groups. I took a bunch of pictures and shared them in the groups and on Facebook. And um, a number of people said they thought it was one of those conversions from uh, a Hammond um, organ. Um, so I, I don't I have no way of verifying that, but a number of people have said based on the way the way it looks that that's what it probably is. Uh, the one of the transformers says that it's five watts and uh, with a four ohm uh, load, output yeah. or load, yeah. Um, and um, when I bought it, it's it's one of my favorite Craigslist stories because the guy said, "Come up to oh, and you had this the same experience. You you had the guys telling you come come to this corner. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Right? So so he gave me an intersection. Yeah. <laughs> so I pull up to the intersection, and it's apartment buildings on all four corners. Yeah, yeah. And so I so I got out of my car. And I was like, what? So then I just texted him, I'm here. And then he texted me back right away. Cool. I'll come out. Uh, I'll come out right away. And so I was like standing on the sidewalk, like kind of looking in all directions. Yeah, yeah. And then I see, I see a door open up on a second story. And this dude comes walking out in his uh, pajamas. <laughs> He's wearing pajamas. And it was, I want to say it was like noon. Nice. And uh, he's in his pajamas. And he's holding the amp in one hand and a joint in the other hand. <laughs> nice. And this is before California legalized marijuana, yeah, yeah. by the way. And uh, so he comes walking down the stairs, puffing on his joint. And then uh, he goes, here you go, man. And so I give him 20 bucks. And he goes, oh, and um, I'm sure everything's fine if, if it doesn't turn out to work. Let me know, and I'll totally give you your money back. <laughs> but yeah, it's just missing that one. It's just missing this one tube. And I was like, "Okay, what tube is it?" And he's like, "Ah, I don't really. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is." And <laughs> so, luckily, my father-in-law used to repair. Um, tube amps for a living like he worked at one of those old school um back in in like yeah. the 70s he worked at a radio repair shop back when it made sense to repair electronics exactly um the kind of that when you would pay for this thing that you would keep in your house for exactly, 20 years yeah. instead of uh so he got super excited when i showed it to him and i said so this is way beyond me can you figure out what tube goes here and he's like oh well let me let me think about it he pulls out a piece of paper and starts scribbling and he's like looking at wires and you know he's like you know okay this transformer da, 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 and he's like looking at the two existing tubes and he's like writing those down and he's like hey okay uh google this for me and then i'm like uh and so then after all that he said okay now he, he had me Google a list of a, a particular type of tube. Mm -hmm. And then he had me start reading down the list. 
after I found on Wikipedia a list of tubes of this particular kind of tube. Oh, I think it was like it was like five pin something or other tubes. And so there's like a list of like 30. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going down the list. I'm like, this one? And he goes, no, that's not it. Okay. So I read, I read through all of them and then he goes, okay, that one's maybe put like, mark that down. <laughs> and then we, so we get through the whole list and there were like three that he said maybe two. And then he looked at the three and then he had me Google the three. And then through that, he was like, I think it's this one. <laughs> so I ordered one of those on eBay for like $3 because it's, you know, they're pretty small. Yeah. All the tubes on it are really tiny. And I plugged it in and I was like, is this going to blow up? And I turned it on and it worked. That's awesome. So so it's a total Frankenstein and it, it has no, the, 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 there's no bottom to the chassis at all. It's just like the wires are all exposed. That's so, pretty common though. Well, for combo amps. For for something like this, it, I'm sure that the that that part of the that's where yeah, it, was it was attached covered to by something wood else or whatever. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, I I really like the way it sounds, but I'm always afraid to like take it out and move it around because like everything's just kind of like jangling around. Yeah. So, you're probably not going to be as rough with it as that dude, you know, in his pajamas at noon with his joint. Probably. Probably. Saw... He goes, he said, I got, I got amp pit, amp parts all over my living room, man. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> you're like, and you couldn't find the tube for this thing. <laughs> yeah, right. I sold my M2 to this guy. He, he messaged me on Facebook and said, Hey, I need to buy a guitar tonight. So, <laughs> and this is my cell phone number. So I texted him back. And he called me, which is, first of all, is I hate it when you text someone and they call you back. It's like the worst. Yes. And and I'm thinking, ah, oh, crap, I'm going to have to go. So I I left the M2 at my office. And I was thinking, am I going to have to go into the office to get this because he needs it for a gig or something like that? And it turns out he was like, well, I haven't had a driver's license for the last six months. And I finally got a driver's license and have some cash. And so I'm just really antsy to buy a guitar. So it's like, oh. You don't actually need a guitar tonight. You just have money burning a hole in your pocket. So then, so I was like, yeah, we can wait till tomorrow. And I told him, well, I get to work really early so you can come. You know, I usually get to work before seven so you can come and uh, check it out or whatever. And the next morning I'm texting him and I was leaving work around lunchtime. Finally, he wakes, he texts me back at like 1230 and is like, hey, sorry, I just woke up. <laughs> It's like good job, dude. I guess I guess you weren't in that big of a hurry to buy the amp if you couldn't wake up before twelve thirty in the afternoon. He's not in a hurry while he's sleeping, me. Cole. I know. Oh, and he he commented on the post on the Facebook post at three thirty in the morning, saying, "I'm really excited to buy this guitar tomorrow." It's like, man, this guy. Wow. And yeah, he was he was kind of a train wreck. And it reminded me, I haven't been doing nearly as much flipping lately, and it reminded me how, like, when you're flipping mu- musical gear and dealing with musicians, like, you end up running across a high percentage of, of total nut jobs, you know? Yeah, for sure. What do you think about that, Aaron? I don't care. <laughs> you're so bitter. I love it. <laughs> 
I'm so tired. I have not. I didn't. I did not sleep much this weekend. Remember how I just mentioned how I get to work before seven, and it's now twelve fifty-one in the morning for me. Do you remember how I mentioned I don't freaking care? Yeah. <laughs> I don't do care about that. you guys at all. I know you don't. We've talked about this multiple times. I don't want to air our dirty laundry here, but I'm going to. We do not get along behind the scenes at all. Only when we record. Someone recently asked me, who are the two people in the world you hate the most? No hesitation. I said, Cole and Phil. And you said, <laughs> you said Hitler and then Cole and Phil are, are three A and three B. Yes. Hitler is one. <laughs> Cole and Phil, three A, three B. <laughs> But Hitler kind of automatically gets removed if he's dead. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. So we're 1A and 1B. Yes. That is not true. So, guys, check out Sinusoid for all your cable (laughs) needs. Yeah, dude. Sinusoid is good stuff. I'm recording on a Sinusoid cable right now. So I got a lot of... uh, I got a, a... a bunch of slivers for mm. that I so I got this new switching system. It's called a Boss MS3. It's I've like never a, heard a of that. Really? Loop switcher and also has like multi effects say. in it. Does um, MS3 sound for Mr. Stupid? Mr. Stupid, Mr. Stupid. You cut out. <laughs> did, you say Mr. <laughs> did you say Mr. Stupid? Three times. All I heard was Mr., but I could have guessed you said Mr. Stupid. <laughs> Um, that is such a dumb joke that I said. I apologize. So I usually use pancake, like all my patch cables are pancake plugs, but the Boo. but they're too like the jacks on the back are too close to each other to use those on the switcher. So mm-hmm. so the slivers are awesome. Mm-hmm. And one thing that's really nice about them is you can. Uh, and I know there's not a ton of them available right now, so maybe we shouldn't spend too much time talking about them. But you can you can twist you can twist the ends. Of the twist. cable, without twist. without the cable itself twisting, mm-hmm. which is really nice, especially if you know, because you're always twisting the your patch cables different directions, you know, depending mm-hmm. on how your pedals are oriented and everything. And yeah, that comes in handy, especially when the cable is uh, is fairly thick, you know. Mm-hmm. It's flexible, mm-hmm. but a lot of times, even cable like I have these Fender patch mm-hmm. cables. That they're mm-hmm. flexible enough, but you can't like you can hardly twist them at all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, check those out. I will. I, by the time of the, the airing of this podcast, I will also have a new fun sinusoid package. But right now, I'm on vacation, and the package is coming. I think Monday. So I'm not going to get to enjoy it right when I get it, which is when sad. When do you get back? I know how you feel. <sighs> uh, Saturday afternoon. I'm going to overnight your t-shirt so it gets there real early. So it gets, so it'll get real there way before when. you're like, there. You'll have it, it'll be there Just like Tuesday at your bad. house. <clears throat> I'll be surprised if Aaron sends me a t-shirt I'm not going to do all. that. Um, I would be surprised too. We should not be talking about t-shirts 
in the future tense. We should be saying, I love my t-shirts. Hey, y'all. You guys love your t-shirts. Hey, if you want to buy a t-shirt, buy a t-shirt. Y'all shirtin' and Our t-shirts are great. Y'all shirtin' and squirtin'? <laughs> Everybody, we have t-shirts. Please y'all buy Y'all strippin' and rippin'? We think that they're uh, $20, (laughs) but... uh, $20. Don't know that that's definitive yet. Why is that not definitive? Maybe it is. It's definitive. (laughs) Okay, so send us $20. So if you're a slum dog, $20. If you're a slum hard street crewer, $15. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks for street crew. At this point, you've seen pictures of them, so you know how badass they are. Uh, how bad bum they are. Wow, that was new. So we just set a new precedent. <laughs> yeah, apparently we... We can't say ass? Apparently we can oh, now, Phil. We can now. All the gates are loose. Jeez. We're thought, just cussing. I, I'm pretty sure we, we've said Cussing and fussing. Dude, bad bum sounds a lot more vulgar than badass for some reason. Why is that? <laughs> it sounds like more offensive to me for some reason. Rotten anus. I don't know. Aaron, dude, your grandma's Sorry internet. Sorry if I offended anyone. Your grandma's internet's yeah. killing us. Mm-mm, no, it's not. But well, I will be killing you internet. soon. So what do you want to talk okay, about, Aaron? Other Patrick than how Swayze much, movie. other than how much you hate Go. this podcast and the podcast hosts, is there anything you actually want to talk about? Favorite Patrick Swayze movie, Aaron? Go. Um, not Roadhouse. Oh, how dare you! It's so stupid. Um, oh, also, not Dirty Dancing. That's fine. Also, not. Um, Don't say it. Red Dawn. Don't. Also, probably not Donnie Darko. Oh, that's right. Um, I honestly don't know that I've ever like enjoyed him in a movie. Okay, I didn't say your favorite movie because of him. I said I don't know that I've ever that like thoroughly in. enjoyed a movie he was in. I guess the least awful one, Outsiders. Yes, oh, there you go. Outsiders, one. my favorite Patrick Swayze movie. That one I do like a lot. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, it's not Ghost. Point Break's pretty good. For like, oh, that's another good one. As far as terrible movies go. Um. Oh, he's in. He's in Two Wong Fu. Thanks for friendship. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's another good one. Hmm. Okay, but you named all the good ones yeah. though, and you said that they I'd say aren't the outsiders. good ones. Um, the Outsiders is good. Red Dawn is not good. Let it turn. Red Dawn is good. Let it turn. Yeah. See, that's awesome. Hmm. Okay. That is really Could good. Could be. Could be. You you named all of his awesome movies. Point Break. Point Red Break Dawn. is good. Roadhouse Road is like maybe because Roadhouse was like hyped so much, and I just recently saw it. But it's like this movie's so dumb. That's why it's great. Okay, but you do understand that sometimes movies are good, right? 
Like sometimes movies are yes. are just so good that they're like enjoyable on a normal level, and you don't have to yeah. like ironically well, like, like them because you they're don't so have bad. To ironically enjoy them. Like some Phil, things are just Phil actually only, Phil, entertaining. Phil only watches movies that are on How Did This Get Made. <laughs> no, that's not true. Was Roadhouse one of those? No. Did they I do Roadhouse? Know. Probably not. Yeah, some movies are just good though. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I just didn't like it. You know who's better than Patrick Swayze? Hmm. Just about everybody. Just about everybody. Well, okay, that's I'm. I'm not going to argue that point. No, Patrick Swayze is all right. He's fine. Um. Anyway, what are we, why are we talking about Patrick Swayze so much? Uh, I was just trying to kickstart something into something. Here's something I wanted to ask. I wanted to talk about, about else. Here's some. I'm saying here's something I want to talk about, and then I was about to say, and then you guys started talking about Swayze. Um. So there was this company on that sent out a promo in the email recently, and it it said mm-hmm. so they have two products that are similar. Um, okay. So it said like. It said buy buy like this power key. buy if you bought one product you would get the other product free, and the one product was sixty dollars and it said you would buy the sixty dollar one and get the eighty dollar thing for free. Huh. And Whoa. then like two days That's later, a great deal. They sent out another email, and it said, "Oh, sorry, we sent we said that wrong. Actually, if you buy the eighty dollar one, you get the sixty dollar one for free." And then a couple days later, they sent out another email that announced the deal as if it was like a brand new concept where if you buy the more expensive one, you get the cheaper one for free. Who are we talking about? I know you're intentionally being vague. Uh, I mean, I guess I could say it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. I mean, so did we? The email went out to a bunch of people, right? It's not like we're on some kind of secret (laughs) email list or something. No. Do you know who it is? Can you guess? No. Oh, so it was Lava Cable, which I, the only reason I didn't want to say anything is because I know Sinusoid sponsors us, and I don't want them people to think that we're like trashing another company because <laughs> competition or whatever. Um, but anyway, so I don't think we have that much of a like, stake in Sinusoid. No, we don't. But I don't want people to think that like we're being we're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. this because of that. Because it's not, but like we hate. How does that all happen? Cables other than sinusoid. That's, and here's that's the thing: crazy. is like that's so what, not their so first thing they? recently. So it, they have like the new um, the solderless DC or oh, power, the power cables. cables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and it works on the same cabling as their um, tightrope. So it's a tightrope cable. It works on the same as their patch cables. So it, it says they said weird to me. Well, it's use, just like it's like solid like sh- core that they'd use a shielded, shielded cable. cable for power. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but it does. But it runs with the, so it's the same cabling. Hey, man, power's got to be shielded. So, like, everybody knows it. I mean, I, I think the reason they do no, that is because <clears throat> I think the reason they did it, and it kind of is kind of cool, is that when you buy like the lob, the the tightrope connector kit, like the patch cable kit, you get mm-hmm. way too much cable. So then you can just go buy the okay, connectors yeah. so then you can and just then buy the power you connectors. don't have to buy like the full kit. Yeah, you get the connectors. 
So is that so, so what were the it's two? It's cool because it works on the same. Then? So th- that was it. You it was just, if you buy a patch cable kit, they said which is fifty nine ninety nine, you would get the eighty dollar power cable kit for free. And then they reversed it and they said, oh, actually, no, it's not that. It's the other thing. <laughs> I mean, which obviously makes sense because, like, if anyone was going to buy the $80 one at all, they would just use this deal to get it for $20 less and get a bunch of right. free crap, too, you know? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. But wait, does the power one come with cable as well? So, yeah. That's so, a good question. So normally you get um, – you get – 10 connectors and 10 feet of cable for either kit. Okay. Which means you can make okay. five, five power cables or five patch cables. And then with the deal you get with 10. Tw- feet, so you, you have an average of two feet, two foot long patch cables. That is a lot. That's what I'm saying. They give you a ton of cable. Yeah, so with this, you get 20 feet of cable and then 10, 10 power connectors and 10, um, quarter so for inch this connectors. for this deal specifically, it doesn't address the fact that you get too much cable. But if you were to buy the connectors separately, it solves that fact. Yeah, that with, this, with this deal, you get it, double the cable, so you still have way problem. too much cable, which is not really a problem. It's exacerbation. <laughs> do Do you guys remember I mean, that Jean Claude Van Damme movie called Double Team? No, having too much cable is not really a problem because, like, Jean Claude Van Damme, you can always and, make a new cable with the same connectors. Dennis Rodman. Phil, you're disrupting an actual conversation. Oh, how does that feel, Aaron? The how does that feel for him to do that? Over here. <laughs> how does that feel for him to Double interrupt team. an actual conversation that two people are having? When did I ever do that? Uh, when you started singing when we were talking you know about what? Phil's amp. Cole, Cole, re- replay the tape. I know this is more work for you, okay. but please replay the tape. <laughs> hey, Phil, tell me about how great your amp is that you're building. You. It's so great, and I can't believe it. It's so great because there's the wood on the top, and there's wood on the bottom, and there's Oreo in the middle. See? I do not remember that happening at all. Like, there's no way. There's no way. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I will deny it my dying day. Seriously, though, it does make you wonder. Like, I've sent out emails, and you're like, oh, crap, I had this, like, you know, this typo that i said the wrong date on something or whatever but it's like how is how many people are reading these emails before they go out you know well here's the thing about it though like when i got the new email i went back and looked at the old one and it's not like it's not the kind of thing where it's like oh they just like mixed up two words it's like totally mentions it in multiple places and every like yeah it's like intentional because it even so i'm gonna read it to you this is the original buy a tie rope kit Get a DC power kit free. That's like the headline. Take advantage of our way to try out the DC power kit for yourself. For fifty nine ninety five, you can make five patch cables and five power cables. That's what it says. So really, really, and what then it came and down then again, it says get your tire up kit and DC kit. Click here. So it wasn't a so it wasn't a typo. It was like they sent this out, and then a bunch of people like let them know that hey, this is a weird way that you structured this deal. Because whenever yeah, you probably. whenever you ever do like buy one get one free, you always pay for the more expensive yes. one. So Otherwise, then they send out the new one, work. and the the top or the subject line says correction complimentary tie rope kit, and now it says buy DC power kit get a tie rope kit free. No, we're not trying to be confusing, but we are trying to offer an amazing deal. Buy a DC power kit <laughs> and get a tie rope kit on the house. 
This deal does not work when you buy a tightrope kit for fifty nine ninety five and get a DC power kit for free. <laughs> I, I do feel bad now that we're like piling on, but it is like. But oh, I wanted to man. like show like how crazy it is. But like that is I wonder. Is pretty wild. I wonder if that deal. Like that's the real question: is did that deal work for those first couple days? Like, could you go to their website and? <laughs> Here's, what, here's like here's the, the scenario one. that I imagine happening. Like someone came up with a deal, right? And they're like, "Oh, let's do a deal where if you buy the power kit, you get a tightrope kit for free," which or is like what the deal around. is. No, but like that's what the deal is. Like someone said that. Like they came up with the right deal, and then they're like, "Okay, I'll I'll make like a flyer and like send out the email." But the person who made the email and sent it out like misunderstood and like made it and did it on their own and like never showed anybody and then mailed yes. it. That's and then it, they're like, what dude, like what to the me. hell did you do? You like no, totally did because, this backwards. Because they're because they're using it as a selling point to say, hey, here's a way that you can try out this new product that we have by buying a product yeah, that that's everyone true. knows and loves. So I think they came You're up right. with the deal as here's a way to try out our power cables. And then after the fact, they're like, oh, crap, this one's more expensive than the <laughs> other one. So yeah. why would anyone buy the, you know, so that's uh, true. E- either See, way, I'm- either way is like a valid. But but both of them are kind of like. I don't know. It's surprising. But that's like, I don't know. You have this idea in your head that every, every, you know, manufacturer is like some huge operation with, with tons of red tape and tons of like oversight and everything. And a lot of these are just like really small operations and it's pretty easy for them to, you know, make mistakes like that. So here's, here's a good question. Like how does that, would something like that affect the way that you think about the company? Hmm. Like well, let me put Honestly, it this way: Would yes, it make you more? Would it make you make it up. not? Would it make you think about them differently necessarily? But would it? Because I think it obviously does. But would it affect whether or not you buy a product from them? Maybe not. This is like the question that comes to mind. Like the equivalent question is when people have typos in their resumes. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Except, uh, and it makes me like hesitant. It makes me annoyed. But if their qualifications all like matched what I wanted, then I'd still probably interview them, you know? Yeah. But it makes hmm. me in the back of my mind think like, you idiot. Like, learn how, like, yeah. you're you're applying for a job <laughs> which inherently has a lot of writing and you didn't take the time to, to get your resume perfect, you know? Like, that's dumb. It's pretty dumb. Yeah, I, and, and for some reason, I, I think, Cole, you kind of mentioned this already. That if it were one, like a mistake email, and then a correction email, one correction email, I'd feel like, yeah, I mean, that happens. But two correction emails, <laughs> that's when I start to go, wait, what are you guys doing yeah, over there? Like what? Or, or if it was one, like, one part of the email that just had a typo in it. But here, it's pretty clearly, like... It's a fundamental like they had the wrong deal. Yeah. Right. And but but however it happened, like they send it out and they start getting people emailing them going, Hey, I'm trying to I'm trying to click on the thing like it says in the email for details and it's not letting me get this one for free. But I wonder And they're like panicking. I, I feel like it probably And they're panicking, right? And if they're it's like, intentional then well, it probably hands on deck. did work. Figure this out. Okay, maybe. But they're like freaking out, they're like, All hands on deck, we, how do we solve this? Right. So they but they panicked so hard that they sent out another email 
that was incorrect. The second one is correct. Right? That was not. Then why did they send a third? Here's what I'm saying. The second one is a correction. The yes. third one's not a correction. It's just a. It's just hey, this is a deal that we. It's have It's announcing going. the deal without mentioning the earlier <laughs> mistake at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's but to all the same people. The th- yeah, that's why. Yeah, because you get them all like going. It was three days in a row. List. Yeah, I got one two days ago, one yesterday, and one today. Yeah, it'd be one thing if it was like a print ad that was going out, and it's like a whole new group of people right. are going to see this. But it's like. We all already got the correction That's... email. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny. Who knows? Again, now I, I, I kind of agree with Aaron's hesitation <laughs> originally now because I feel like we're piling on, but it is, it, it does kind of, uh, well, we it is kind of cut crazy that out if you want. stuff like that. No, no, it's fine. But I, but I don't want it to seem like we're just, you know, going, but I've going seen stuff at these like guys. other companies have done similar stuff too. Totally, and it always yeah. like kind of makes me like, Dude, get your crap together. Like, I forget who it was, but there was like some shop that did like, uh, they did like a 9-11 sale, right? And yeah. like, it's like, okay, like I get it, but. But that's like so tone deaf. Yeah. It's just like. Sound, it's sound deaf. Sound like, deaf. What is sound wrong deaf. with you? Yeah. Well, and it, yeah, that, that stuff happens. I don't think it affects, like, I would not be more or less likely to buy lava cables. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, it does make you think like how, like what, what made you think this was a good idea? You know, like, how did you not, it was like that there, did I mention this on the podcast? There was, there was like these major fires here in central Utah and a lot of people like lost their homes and everything. Oh, this, this is that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So this anchor woman tweets out this picture of, uh, it's like some skirt, uh, from like LuLaRue or one of those crappy MLM clothing things. And she's like, this, this skirt makes an absolutely great fire reporting skirt because it has room for my (laughs) recorder and my cables and blah, blah, blah. Oh my gosh. And it's like, you're reporting this fire where like people lost their homes and you're trying to capitalize off of it. You know, I really love my, my fire an annoying tweet regardless of what she was reporting, but that just made it, you know, a hundred times worse. And yeah, it makes you wonder like, how did you not, how did you not even consider this in the process of you yeah. know, constructing this tweet? You know, <laughs> Eesh. Eesh. <laughs> but to the question, would it make me buy, like less likely to buy from them? I don't think so because I feel like, and we've had these conversations before about like the person who builds quality product usually their operation is very small and they don't have the money to afford somebody who is a quality communicator <laughs> yeah. or, or a they quality, are not a quality, a quality communicator or a quality business themselves. runner sometimes. Right. Exactly. So, so it's like, it, it's oftentimes the, the products that we end up talking about and like drooling over, it's literally a dude in his garage yeah with maybe one or two other employees, right? And and you know And that's kind of we the cost and or other that's kind of the cost of internet it, you know, guys. Of doing business with, yes, that, exactly. with them, you know. Exactly. So so like it, you know, the the all the different people that we've talked about where it's like 
there there are way too many stories of people giving someone money and then waiting six months to either get a refund or get the product, yeah. right? We, we've too many stories of those kind of things. And that's just, this is, like, that would make me question buying Right, this them. is not, like, bad but customer somebody, service or, like, anything shady. It's just, like, oh, we're right. not actually doing that deal after all. We're doing a different deal instead. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. But this, yeah, this is just, like, an honest mistake that, like, a mistake was made at some point, whether it was at the conception of the of the deal or just communicating it wrong. Like, neither of those is, like, malicious in any way, you know? And, like, nobody, nobody right. like, yes. suffered because of it or whatever. And the only thing, the only reason it kind of even caught my attention is not because they switched it, but, like, I don't know, something about the way they did it, it was almost, like... It's not like, oh, we make we shouldn't have done that. We're going to do this instead. It was like like they made it seem like it was like a typo. Yeah, yeah. Well, like oops, we did we told you the wrong thing. It's like, no, you like completely had the wrong idea. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. And now that I'm thinking about it, we shouldn't like we shouldn't I, I mean, I I I guess I should say I shouldn't like even pile on to like the the small yeah, don't business tell me what I should do type <laughs> um the small business thing because was it sweetwater or was it musician's friend who posted the um the squire uh, jazzmaster yeah, for it was like musician's friend cra- crazy low for like yeah. a day it was the jaguar it was the baritone jazzmaster and then the jaguar oh right okay, yeah okay right twice yeah two different guitars and but that's like both times that's like a data start freaking out and buying them like that's like not someone I, that's like not someone typing out a price that's like it's pulling it from some database that you know that just got jacked up or something i don't know or that's how it that's how it well, is in my mind at least <laughs> i have nothing to back that up yeah well that that may be true and but happening twice within like a week of each other. And then like, it just kind of seems like, okay, some, somebody's just being dumb. And like you said, for it to happen somewhere, for it to happen to musicians, friend, it's insane, you know, like, cause they're, that's guitar, you know, it's guitar center. They're the biggest massive. They're the biggest man, like the biggest retailer in, you know, in of guitars in the country. So it's right. It's crazy. The thing about it is like, they're probably if if anyone can absorb that kind of hit it's them too and like they didn't they just like told everyone like screw you or as soon (laughs) as they were canceling all your orders yeah like a few people a few people got away with it yeah i was i was always bummed and actually i would have gotten the jaguar i think because i actually ended up ordering both of them and they canceled Mm. the jazz master which was the better the baritone yeah um even though it was like (laughs) super ugly it's an antigua burst which i just don't like maybe maybe some yeah. people like it but they have a black one now yeah they just uh or, or was it a base six no it's the baritone okay did they just announce it seemed like they just oh they just announced a new base six though did they they had discontinued it for a long time and yeah i got a fender mm. email a few days ago oh, i think cool. saying that they were bringing back the base six i hadn't seen that i know they just released like a whole new line like they added a bunch of um squire stuff yeah offset stuff like they have okay. they have a new I squire jazz master 
I think it's great that they ignorant, use Squire as oh, like their the test ignorant bed. Question time. As, uh-huh. as, ignorant question time. The difference between a baritone and a bass six is a baritone is like um, like a fifth down basically, and the bass six bass is six, tuned basically. E to E. Basically, but it's uh, the bass. Yeah, the bass six is is tuned <laughs> E to E, so it, it's the same octave as like a bass guitar. But and then with the lower, like the higher. But it has the two higher strings, yeah. Two two strings, yes. Tuned at, at, like a guitar, an octave down. Yeah, and while it's the same like octave as a bass guitar, it's the strings aren't as big and the scale is not as long as a bass. Hmm. So like physically, it's in between a guitar and a bass guitar, but like and tonally it is too, but. Yeah, because a bass is more and than just an octave pure below octave. A guitar. Oh, it's like two octaves, huh? Yeah. So, so a bass six is yeah. just an octave down, and a baritone is less than that. But they're they're the same scale length. A baritone would be tuned like B to B. Exactly. Yeah. Or A. So I think what you're saying is I think those baritones from the factory were tuned A to A. Like I don't think there's a standard. Oh, were they? Yeah, but it's not a. It doesn't. Yeah. Really, yeah, you could do it either way. But it's just a strings. string. So it's just so a question of string gauge because the scale length yeah. is the same. Right. Right. Because I'm like pretty sure they're the same like necks. Like, they, it just depends on which which body they. Put. I thought that was, I, I, in my mind like standard tuning is B to B for a baritone, but I could be way off. That could be. But you're you're cause probably right because I know nothing about baritone guitars, but I think I remember those being A to A. Um, but yeah. So, well, so like I'm a bass six sounds more like a bass, bass and a baritone sounds more like a guitar. Just a lower, a lowerly turn. I could play all of the same chords I know. Yes. In the same yes. phrasing. Yes. But it sounds weird. And then a baritone okay. is more like, the, it's like the equivalent of a five string bass versus a four string bass. You know, you just get, you almost just get a lower string, you know? Yeah. Right. Which would make and sense then, if it was. Which I mean, would make the other difference is like the, B, So I think you're probably right, Aaron. Yeah, the other difference is the pickups. Like the pickup system on the bass six is totally different from anything. Yeah, it's like three jag oh. pickups basically. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. At least it's, on the the vintage modified, like they had a pawn shop Fender pawn shop one that had like a humbucker in the bridge, I think. Yeah, but the vintage modified ones, and it's like a Jaguar. Uh, switching system too like it it has an on-off switch for all three pickups basically yeah and then i think like a some kind of tone cut yeah yeah exactly and i think switch so i remember they talked about this on the guitar nerds because it when the basics came out it won their gear of the year Mm. um and then the next oh yeah i remember that then the next year they talked about because and the reason that won is because they were talking about like oh this is going to open up this whole new like genre of music almost or this whole new uh, thing you know it's it, it'll be this new trend setting like, thing and yeah it, and it ended up kind of just falling flat and you see like when someone posts a base six used uh locally to me there's always a lot of buzz around it but it seems like they're they didn't really catch on like like they thought they would initially you know like it seemed yeah. like they would hmm so it's cool to see him re-releasing it. There must have been enough, you know, demand for it, I guess. Or they just had a bunch of these necks, <laughs> like these yeah, long-scale necks sitting around that they have to get rid of. Who knows? <clears throat> but so they have that, and then, mm. like, they have the new Jazzmaster, but then they have, like, new, like, Squire line, like, Jazzmasters, like the Squire Deluxe, I think, Jazzmaster, which the Squire Deluxe Jazzmaster, like, looks like the... It's basically 
similar specs to the um, J Mascus. Yeah. Except that it has a hardtail. Yeah. Which is cool. Like, it's almost like. But the, then there's an Affinity one, too, which is like 199 which is crazy. Yeah. But it has humbuckers. Because so before. Before, the Vintage Modified was the only one, right? Other than the J Mascus. Or maybe there were some other signature models, yes. but like as far no, as. No, like, there was. So, so there was two Vintage Modified. There was a Vintage Modified special, which had. Um, I think it had a hard tail and then it had the simplified just like three-way switch instead of it had, they didn't have the top circuit. Oh, interesting. I didn't know. So it's like the American special jazz yeah. master. Yeah. Like hard tail and maybe it had humbuckers. Mm-hmm. No, it had, had, um, it had jazz, jazz master pickups in it, but it had like a weird bridge. The bridge was like, I'm trying to think of what it looks like similar to. Anyway, I think it was like a top-loading bridge. Maybe like a Mustang bridge or something? Kind of, but it was more like... It was like a Strat bridge, but like with a weird <laughs> feels, triangle shape. Feels like feels like arming a bomb over there. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Is that what it, it sounds like? like? This is what I... And maybe this is all like uh, hindsight or something, but it seems like a lot of people used to talk about like, why don't they just put out a bunch of bunch of crazy models with the Squire name and, and, you know, see what sticks type of thing. And it seems like that's what they've been doing for the last couple of years. And then they they put out all those, uh, those offset series last year, the Mexican ones that were all 500. And they made a, there's a Squire bullet Mustang. Did you know that? Oh yeah. For 149 bucks, 149 bucks. I mean, it's humbuckers, but it's crazy. It's like, you can't. Well, that's like the cheapest offset guitar. And what was the what was what's that affinity bass that uh, who was playing it? Was it was it Adam Rohr maybe or was it Co? I have one. Well, I have the vintage modified bass. I think there's Adam a, maybe someone else had the affinity one. There's an affinity one because they posted a picture and they were like, I can't believe this is two hundred dollars new. Oh yeah, I think that was Adam Rohr. Yeah, which is, and yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> granted that the, like they're probably not very consistent as far as like the fret work and some of the yeah, finer yeah. details like that but like for 200 bucks it's crazy yeah it like, is think crazy. about what you, like <laughs> when we were in high school you know 200 bucks would get you the absolute worst guitar you could imagine playing you know right right yeah it's wild and it would come with a strap and a you know little two watt solid state amp <laughs> that sounded like a butthole <laughs> <laughs> a butthole <laughs> and it would have an eight inch speaker in it because those sound like garbage oh my gosh oh so there is a deluxe with the with the tremolo too i realize now i can feel phil's death stare through the podcast <laughs> through the internet but it, it does make Whatever. sense like because they my can make so bro. many like cheap like they can do whatever they want squire and it's not going to like hurt the brand Right, because totally, if we yeah. make a crappy squire, it's like ever, no one cares. And they've made so many good Which, ones that like they have a ton of goodwill right now. Yeah, like how many? Yeah, but it's, it's just like the standard it's just a matter of like. Go ahead. You Phil. can't sell like if it if it gets horrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if nobody buys it and they made like ten thousand of them. Right. Right. 
but, I don't know how that works. It's like, like I'm not think, sure what they I don't know, but like if they make the infinity one, it's like ahead of time. It's negligible, you know. And then they just refinish him to a, you know, build him to a different spec or whatever. Yeah, be a different model. What was that model? What That's was true. What was the Fender guitar that they that was made in China that they put out a couple years uh, ago? They had the uh, the Modern Player series. Oh, that's we're, right. Was, we're was all that made in Starcaster? China. Was the Starcaster one of those? Um, maybe. I don't remember. I don't know if the Starcaster was made in China or not. It seems like they've moved away from that, though. And I wonder the if modern it was... player. I don't think exists anymore, or I don't think they make it anymore. Because that that always seemed crazy to me. Because the cost. Like the benefit is that you make something with the Fender name on the headstock for cheaper, uh-huh. but it seems like the cost of that is so much greater of like compromising. Cause like now, as soon as you do the, the reason that's a benefit is because the Fender name means something, but now you're making the Fender name mean less, you know? Right. Right. If, if you think that a guitar made in China is worth less, which that's a different discussion, but you know, the perception is that that's right. the case. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it's a weird thing because like fender like church like fender has like two levels right i mean they have the american and then the standard which is like the mexican and then everything else is kind of like this weird nebulous thing where it's like some seem better than the mexican stuff and some are like not as good as the mexican stuff and it's just like asia which you know like some of them are made in Indonesia. Some of them are made in China. Yeah, yeah. Some of the ones mm-hmm. made in China are better than the ones made in Indonesia, and some are worse. And like, yeah, it's weird. It's, yeah. it's hard to nail. Which which makes sense because it's like just the country it's made in is just you know one small part. But of But it seems like they did that for a while, and now they're back to like now they have a bunch of like kind of like higher in Mexican models, like that all the deluxe stuff and everything. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you say that like when you talk about quality control, right? Like, couldn't you argue that like quality control simply just means a wide range of quality, right? Like, yes, exactly. Like it's not, it's not that it's just a consistency. It's not consistently bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's inconsistent. So you're, you're paying for inconsistency and not the consistently high like high standard but but also like the consistency isn't a function of the country it's it's a function of how much they're willing to pay for quality control which just you know they build it they build the cheaper guitars in a country where labor is less and so then they also have lower quality control on them because those are the cheaper ones you know right like china is or any you know asian country is obviously capable oh yeah yeah. Oh, uh, well, I am, but like I that's can the leave. thing. No, dude, that's tell the them whole to get thing. the fetch yeah, out of there, cool. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole yeah, thing sure. with like like American American made stuff. It's like American made guitars are not better because they're made in America. It's like they yeah. just make the better guitars in America. Yeah, like they use they use because they choose to do that. Like yeah, it's like the, where do you mm-hmm. make your best guitars? Well, we're going to make them here because they're that's not better the because they're made e- here. That's where the labor is most expensive, so that's how they can justify it. But like, right. they're made with better metal. They're made. They choose to have higher quality control. Right. Exactly. But you know, like, like every piece of electronics, you know, like an iPhone has much higher quality yeah. control than any guitar made in America. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Know? Of course. Yeah. But that's because. But then they're also very expensive because of that. You know. Yeah. 
So, it's and crazy. I, I, I wonder well, if they've experimented with, like, I think guitarists put so much stock in the name in in the country that it's from, because uh, realistically mm-hmm. they could say, okay, we're gonna make, we're gonna make, because one of the big differences between, like, Asian built guitars and American built guitars is that we use better metal here. Um, oh, for like the frets and stuff. Or like the, the hardware, for everything for like the hardware, everything is built. The bridges, Bridge. yeah, yeah. Like there's, they use the term pot metal, which is kind of just like, you know, like all your yeah, recycling like and everything, everything gets together, basically yeah. melted down, and it's just kind of a mutt of metal, you know. Yeah. Um, and and so you could, like I could picture a manufacturer saying, "Hey, we're going to use this higher quality metal," but like they wouldn't see a return on that because. The only thing that guitarists actually care about is what country it's made in, you know. Right. Like they well, could make like a guitar. The... They could make a guitar in China that is better than an American standard, you know, Fender, but it would cost, you know, it still might cost a little bit less than a than an American standard, but not enough to make up for the for it being made in China, you know, perception wise. Yeah, but it's it like so. The, but then it's like other brands. I don't think it matters as much. Like, um, like. Reverend guitars, for example, like they're all made in Korea, pretty much. But like allegedly, <laughs> but they have, but they they have like high quality control. So like they're all they're consistent. Like you can pick up a Reverend and it's gonna feel like a Reverend. So it's like, well, like I don't have, think that's a downside which, which, for them. Like so that's actually a great that's a great right. point because they and maybe it's because there's no history there of like yeah exactly you know, Fender has this history of. I don't know when they started making guitar. You know, they started making guitars in Japan a long time ago, but maybe in the '90s they started making them in in China and and elsewhere. But like, you know, history tells you has taught you that these are the worst guitars that they make. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. But yeah, but you're you're totally right. right that Reverend is a great example of like, if you choose to make a very high quality guitar in one of those countries, it it can still demand a high price tag, and people, at least praise and worship guys, will pay it. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe not for where, Reverend, where but. Are, like, do, but are Dusenbergs made in Korea? Oh, like, that's I was I was honestly thinking. Takaminis are based on. No, I was thinking of Dusenberg. I'm sorry, I'm I'm an idiot. The whole right, when you said Reverend, I was thinking of Dusenberg, and and yes, Dusenberg is an example of that. I guess. I think Reverend both are did, on different levels, but but Reverend Reverends are like, like on Reverends on par with like Chapman or something, where it's like a, uh, they're maybe, but they're like price wise, they're like an American special Fender kind of like they're in the eight to nine hundred dollar range. Yeah, yeah, Guys. yes, Phil. What about Takamini? Take a mine? Yes. But that's a different thing because, like, that, Japan is, like, a different animal, too. But but isn't it? Because, like, Japanese um, fenders don't have the same kind of stigma as, like, Chinese either. Initially, weren't they, like, weren't Takaminis a, a, a Martin copy? Or is that not accurate? Maybe. I I, probably, else? like, in the same way that, like, early a lot of early <laughs> Ibanez stuff was, like, Les Paul copies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Japan is interesting because actually, like, that's a selling point with fenders. Like, how many times? Like, it's pretty much the the general consensus is that made in Japan is better than made in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Which I would say, if we're if we're being honest, this it's actually that's like a super racist thing, right? <laughs> I mean, it's no. Think about it. it. Why? Why would your brain? Just say, oh, this one's better because it but says But I don't Japan, think it is then necessarily because of that. I think it's because, like, they were, like, some were. Like, there's a really good line of guitars that came out of Japan from that specific factory. So, yeah, like, I think, 
I think historically they have been better. But yes, to just if you were to just jump to that conclusion based on where they were made, then yeah, that would be kind of and our brains. Way. It is kind of racist, like in a, not in a way of like comparing races, but like we just think, oh, that was made in Japan and that one's also made in Japan, so everything from that country is like the same. It's like well, there's because they have a respect for well, craft, like that's yeah, a, like, yeah, that's a racist that thing, is. right? I never, I never thought of it's it that way, but I guess that's say. true. It's reverse, it's reverse racism, Phil. Do you want me to teach you about reverse racism? Oh my gosh! No, I'm saying that that <laughs> if you're, if you're saying it exactly, no, but it's totally, it's totally. If you're true. saying it for Japan, yes. and then you're because you're saying the opposite for made in Mexico, then it will. And whether it's like I, I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's specifically racism, but it's like a, it's like a broad generalization that you're making, and it's, and it's based on, you know, even outside of the world of guitars, Japan has always been known for, like for right or for wrong for making like high quality electronics and for having good craftsmanship and things like that. Like those are things that you, yeah. And, and whether it's, and China has always it, been it, about like mass produced yeah. knickknacks and yeah. So yes, I like, that's the you know, perception. It, at it's least. definitely a, a generalization that isn't, that isn't fair across the board, obviously. But yeah, it is, it is an interesting, yeah. how do you like, how would you compare the neck? So the neck on your telly, Aaron, is a made is uh-huh. from a made in Japan yes. pawn shop guitar, which is like a pretty, uh, it, like price wise, it was, it would have fallen kind of between a Mexican and an American Fender when okay. it was new. Um, how would you compare it to other like other Fenders you've played? Um, it's on the it's like on the good end i don't it's that doesn't it feels better than most of like the stock like standard mexican standard guitars that i've played it's hard to compare because it's like pretty but it's also different too yeah it's pretty vintage spec because it's like small frets and kind of narrow nut width and stuff like that exactly yeah it's like it is it's a different neck so even if it was like the same yeah and it's like but i like it it is super glossy. Even the back is like glossy, but yeah. it's not. But it's never sticky. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like a quality neck, hmm. totally, but I don't. Yeah. I don't necessarily think of that as being a function of it being from Japan. No, I don't either. But that's that's why I'm asking because that yeah because that kind of represents in my mind like where where because the made in Japan stuff has this legacy like for Fender at least from like the seventies and eighties. Yeah. I think of it as of that being like, really high quality better than stuff. the Mexican stuff, but not as not necessarily as good as most where, of American stuff. Where the neck you have is more from like the modern era of, you know, right. Of them just having different places that they build guitars regardless of the quality, I guess. So yeah. Anyways, it's, hmm. it's late. Is it's it one? It's one forty AM for me and I have to wake up at six <laughs> o'clock. <laughs> I have to wake up at, like five o'clock so we're equal oh do you really yeah fetch whoa i was on vacation so up, i have Phil? to like are you gonna wake up, up at twelve thirty? like that guy that bought my m2 <laughs> <laughs> no i was on vacation I'm so gonna he's gonna up. wake up at like six i'm gonna wake up at probably six or seven whenever because whenever josiah wakes up I'm yeah. Sh- <laughs> yeah because i'm sharing a small room with my son <laughs> and he'll shoot shoot up out of bed and go Daddy, let's go on a hike. <laughs> and I'll be like, "Oh, bro, no." He wants to. He wants to listen to the birds. 
Or the smooth jazz. Yeah, exactly. Or the guy vacuuming. In the lobby. <laughs> so, guys. Uh, well. This is, good, this is a good app. <laughs> good times. <laughs> this is a good app. We'll see. Actually, I we'll don't remember see. if it's a good app. It remains to be seen. It remains to be seen. <laughs> yeah. But thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship. It was. It's been thanks a real for friendship. fun. Yeah, we should just let Phil record that smooth jazz for like five minutes to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for friendship. All right. Thanks for friendship. <laughs> All right. See you guys.